Nice. I'm watching already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome, Ezekiel Zagar. How are you? I'm feeling good. How are ah, you? It's good. It's good, my brother. Yes. Very good. Good. Oh, okay. I got a mute there. Okay. Welcome, Ezekiel Zagar. Okay. All right. Now we're good. I also got my um, iPad. Now you got like three, four different devices going on. <laughs> okay. So welcome to an episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. I'm Rocker Mike, this is Rob, and today we're presenting Ezekiel Zagar. Um, he is a musician. He plays guitar for HR's band. HR was the uh, singer to the Bad Brains, for those who don't know. Uh, but Ezekiel has an unbelievable past, an unbelievable upbringing, and he was nice enough to come on today, and we're gonna discuss it a little bit. So you ready, Ezekiel? How are you today? I'm feeling good, man, and I'm ready. And uh, Okay, great, great, great. Now, you grew up good. in the South Philly area, right? Yeah, I grew up right on South Street in Philadelphia. South Street. Wow. Born and raised in wow. 1968. You were born in 1968, you said? Yes, and born and raised right here on South Street, Philadelphia. Right, right, right. Now, your father is Isaiah Zagar, who's a very well-known famous artist in the philadelphia area uh he's known for his mosaics in south philly that's and, right i mean i see you got that stuff right behind you there i can see some of his work that's it that's right that's right this work i could tell you a little story about this work this building here i bought it in 1995. okay I bought it. I was about 30 years old at the time and I was doing well. I was living in New York, but I bought it for a particular reason because my father was being arrested. Why he was being arrested was because he was doing his work on public property in Philadelphia. Oh, so my wow. mother called me and told me that he had two misdemeanors. And if he got another misdemeanor, he would get a felony and then he would probably be looking at jail time. But if we could afford to buy this property here, he would work on it and it would uh, take, you know, a couple years to finish and it would right. keep them off the streets and working on public property. You know, it would keep them from doing illegal stuff. Right, basically. right. Because he would own, you guys would own the property. Right, exactly. Wow. And so I bought the property and he did it up and he did it inside and out. And that's why you see, even in the inside, there's work. I'm probably... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. In, in, the, in the movie, uh, the 2009 movie, In a Dream, a documentary yeah. about your family, your father. Um, it is a wild documentary. I've watched it twice already. Uh, it's got to be one of the most uh, personal, and I, I don't even think that's the right word, but a thing that documentary I've ever seen. I mean, the, what goes on in that, you, you get very deep into personal things in the family. And it's eye-opening. It, it really is. And I, I'm kind of surprised. Sorry, what did you say? It's, it's what? Eye-opening. I mean, it's eye-opening. Yes. 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 You know, um, it really took a lot of guts for your father to open up like that, and you, and everybody in your family to open up like I that agree. in the movie. Yeah, I think that um, you know he is. Uh, he, he and me are one of the same. I'm one of his. I'm like his piece. I'm a piece of his art, right? Because I'm his son, right? And I'm yes. his first. And I felt all the pain that he was going through as a young artist trying to do something different. 
and uh, being out of the box and not really being accepted. I felt the pain just as much as him. I would often tell him, you know, to not bother with arguing with these people because he was so passionate about what he was doing. He was 100 percent. That's why he would do things that were like that were threatening to his freedom because he was completely obsessed with doing art. And for a young child being he was a young man when he had me. He was only 28 when he had me. So as a young man, it was I felt his his fragility. And as a child, like the children, like kind of watch over us. My children watch over me now. And um, I was I was nervous for him because I saw the way people were so aggressive towards him and angry that he was trying to do something different. You know, in the 70s, it was like the 60s were one thing, but the 80s were another thing. The 80s were very uptight. So the yeah. 70s, he was he was just a young hippie going through the, the mode. You know, he's now 81. So he was like, you know, in the 60s and 70s, he was like 28, 27. So he was a young hippie doing that thing, you know. But in the 80s, yeah. it got very, it got very um, conservative. And um, that's when a lot of people thought his art was really, you know, it was, it was garish. It was like too much. It was trying over the whole, which, you know, in a sense, he kind of did. <laughs> you know, he covered so much space, you know. And now people appreciate it now. But the point, the point is, is that, um, you know, now in the movie was very, the, the movie was very um, kind of like my, it was my brother who filmed it. So we were open to my brother. It wasn't like someone we didn't know, you know, so he's filming and he's family. So we just were naked about it. You know, we were just yeah. free, you know, and, and what came off came off. And, um, and it was good because um, it was, my father wanted to help my, my brother out in his movie career, you know, his directing of movies. So he, he felt like I better give it to him honestly, you know, cause, cause you know, you know the truth. The truth is if it's not honest, people aren't gonna feel it. Right. Now, they can tell. But your yeah, dad was a great storyteller. Just the way he telling your story and your mother too, they could tell it's story, it was great. It was fascinating. Uh, I, I'm glad that you uh, feel so that way because I uh, feel like they were really good parents. You know, aside from being like two broke artists who were trying to raise a son, they were incredibly loving. You, you could know, tell that. It, it, it shows through the whole film. Yeah, but you art know, don't you can... pay bills, you know, especially in that time. Yeah, right. right. So, so in that sense, not to be a cliche, but in that sense, it was tough. Yeah, you know. Now, you you mentioned in the beginning that you you know you bought that building and you know because your father was at risk of getting getting locked up. It's funny because you say that because the impression I get in the from the film, watching it two times, is that he's kind of well loved in Philly. Is that the case, or or, or is he more of a like an outlaw artist? Ah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> the film was done between 2000 and 2007. Yeah. Right, so by the time he finished this building, he was loved. In fact, this building, 1995, was the precipice of that love and hate situation. In the, in the 70s, he was in competition with all his fellow artists. In the 80s, he wasn't liked so much. And in the 90s, he started to prevail. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. 
And by fascinating, the time fascinating. Everybody, everybody should see this movie in a dream. And it's directed by your brother, Jeremiah Zaga. Jeremiah right? Zaga, yeah. Okay, okay. That's right. Um, now, you, you know, you've been a musician for a long time. Uh, yes. What got you in that direction? I'm assuming okay, from your childhood. Okay, that's easy. Great question. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Um, I was a skateboarder. And we skateboarded at Cherry Hill Skateboard Park. And we listened to... It was, this was 78, 79. Yeah. And we listened to punk rock. Sure. The Ramones. Just like Sex me. Pistols, right. Yeah. We the listened to... Um, and New Wave, too. New Wave, too. New Wave, yeah. Rock Some. And, wave. and so the skateboard park closed. And it, we were lost. We didn't know what to do with our life, you know? And then when we kind of got into punk rock a little more because the skateboard rock closed, the skateboard park closed, we started to realize that these musicians that we were listening to, like the Sex Pistols, for instance, they were playing very simple things on the instrument. It was, and we felt like we could do it too. So we started to learn how to play instruments. And then we joined bands. The first band I joined was Flag of Democracy, which are still around today. Wow, wow. And yeah, and that was my first experience with being in a band. And it, it taught me how to play the instrument. And I took lessons for a year. And I didn't learn much, to be honest with you, until I joined the band. Then I learned how to play music. That, that's how it goes, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, once uh, Flag of Democracy kind of fulfilled its time, then McRad was started. And McRad was a direct influence from the man I play with now, HR. Yes. Yes, McRad, we were directly influenced by Bad Brains and HR and the philosophy of Rastafari. Um, yeah. We started the band in 1982, and right. our objective was to play punk and reggae. Yes. Right. Great, a great combination. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Great combination. I, I, I want to add to that because one of the things that I loved about I saw um, Bad Brains in 1980 at the Elk Center in Philadelphia, and I was 12 years old. Wow. And I, the thing that I loved about the music was, well, there was two very profound things that I feel to this day in my heart that I have to recognize, which is I was 12 and it was about midnight, 12 midnight, and I started to fall asleep. And there was a hardcore band playing, but I was still falling asleep. You did? <laughs> you were a kid. So, so then the Bad Brains came on. And they played this hardcore that put that woke me up, not only woke me up, but put this great energy into my body. And I right. felt like I had that super touch, you know, like yeah. I, I you know that song. They're super. I felt I felt enlightened in a sense, like I felt like an energy come through me. I've been touched, you know, and their, their music was God was running through them and it touched me. The beautiful and thing. Was, yes. Yeah. And I was alive. Yeah. But you remember, I was falling asleep. So. When I started to get this feeling in me, I wanted to just run around and dance just like we do. You know, so yeah. I started to run around and dance and in the thrash pit and everything. And and back in those days, the thrash pit was like everybody would be very, you know, they would help each other out. You yes, know, they wouldn't trip it was each other. it was different than it is now. People would pick each other up and, you know, sit right. you back where you were, protect the ladies, you know, all that stuff. 
Especially, yes, that's right. Protect the ladies, and especially if you were a little kid like I was, twelve. You know, they were they were they were loving towards me, and yes. everybody was friendly. And there was only two young kids in the whole crew. Um, there was this youth named Jeff um, and me, and uh, we were the young kids. And anyway, we were taken care of. But uh, when I was dancing around, I was I felt a lot of this you know powerful energy in me, and then all of a sudden. They started to play reggae, and I had never even heard really reggae wow. before. I had heard Bob Marley actually, and I had heard Peter Tosh, but I didn't, I didn't get the full connection. You know, after like running around thrashing, and then all of a sudden being relaxed with this calm spiritual music. Oh, that was it. Yeah. It was it. I was touched, and that yes. was it. I, I said I knew my path. I was going to be a Rasta man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can relate, brother. I can relate. Okay, I've been there too. Okay, you have me a couple of years on the bad brains. I didn't see them till about eighty-five, eighty-six. But definitely, I, I first time I saw the bad brains, it was like a religious experience. Also, right. right. Well, they carried the spirit. They continue to carry the spirit. Yes. And so eighty-six was still at a time when it was happening. You know, so that's a good thing that you saw them then. And yeah. it actually more happening, to be honest with you, because they grew up. 86 is when they grew up. When, yeah. In 1980, they were just transitioning from the punk rock to the Rasta. It's the Rasta, right, right. Right, and then by the time that you saw them, it was well matured. Right. Right. I mean, I knew, so I I knew who they were. I knew what they were about. And just by seeing them... Even though I expected something, it was above and beyond what I expected. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, right. It was it yes. was a, it was a spiritual experience. Okay. Uh, yes. yes, those were. I know them all. You know, I, I know HR obviously the best because right. I spent most time with them. But I got to know Daryl living in Woodstock, and I got to know Doctor No also living in Woodstock, and very kind people, very heart tickle people. That's I never got to know the drummer Paul too well. But it was four people that came together, and a magic happened, you know, and um, and they touched a lot of people, and it's a beautiful thing because it, it really is the foundation. I mean, people often who don't know about the, our scene, right? They often talk about like Pearl Jam or Nirvana as being the head no, yeah. stuff. No. <laughs> so we know the foundation, you know. You know, or the Food Fighters, for instance. And even the Food Fighters says, the drummer, you know, who became the singer, he, and I used to see him a lot because we used to tour with Scream all the time because they also played reggae and punk. Yes. You know, I don't know if you remember Scream, but Scream I was- I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that, was, uh, right. that was his band before Nirvana, right? That's right, yeah. Right, 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 right. And they were great too, Skeeter on bass. I just actually saw him at our show. He came to an HR show. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so it's like these people, the ones that are surviving are the salt of the earth and they're still alive. That's, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. It, is, it, really, it really is. is. It really is. Wow. It really okay, is. Okay, so, you know, you were into punk, you were into hardcore, Bad Brains, 1980. When did you start, you know, like with McRad, did you start touring with them or did you tour with Flag of Democracy? How far did you get with them? <clears throat> Flag of Democracy put out a um a record in 1982 and it's called chinese food and i'm on that and um it's four songs and uh 
it's um, it was on a cassette first, but now it's on a record. You know, right. first we put it out on a cassette. It's right here. Let me see if I can show it to you. Okay. Yeah. Whatever happened to cassettes? <laughs> can you, I mean, can you see this? Beautiful. Let me see. Let me That's see. a rarity. Yeah, this is the 1982, 1982 flag of democracy Chinese food. Awesome! Wow. And awesome. We, yeah, and then here's the. You were like, you were like 14 years old, man. You were a kid. Yeah, I was just a I, yeah. 1982, I was um, 14. That's right. All right. Wow. Here's, this is the 1983. Let's see if I can get this in. 1983 McRad record. Oh yeah. Right. That was a year later. Yeah, but so, yeah, so first record was, the first recording was that FOD thing, all right? And it did well. It did well. We got a review from um, Maximum Rock and Roll. And, yes. Uh, remember that magazine, Maximum Rock and Roll? And we did tour. We toured around our neighborhood. We went to places like, um, you know, uh, Bristol, <laughs> Pennsylvania. We yeah. went to places like... Um, you know, all these little like places, there was like these punk rock scenes and they were big. I mean, a hundred to 200 people would come to these shows, you know? Sure. The first show we played actually was in Camden, New Jersey. Okay. okay? Yep. Listen to this. Um, Camden, New Jersey, Minor Threat was the headline band. Okay. Agnostic Front was the opening band. Wow. This is 19, I believe this is September 1981. Okay. Wow. That's very early on. Yeah. And it's in Camden, New Jersey. It's a famous show. And it's going to lead on to the question about um, about, um, something you asked me earlier. And you'll see. Okay. So we got Agnostic Front opening it up. And then we got Flag of Democracy, our band from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Then we got Crib Death from Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Crib Death. It was a band that was good. And then there was SSD Control from Boston. I remember, I remember them. Right, Springer. Springer, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. singer. He yep, was really yep. popular. Yes. And then after SSD Control was Minor Threat. Wow. And that was another experience that was amazing, you know, to see Minor Threat. They were, they were just, they were touched too. But yeah. um, at that show, Ian... McKay, the singer of Minor Threat, was showing man, you know, because he had a van that he had, like, how, he, how were they, they were traveling. And he was kind of showing me to give me information on how to tour. You understand? Right. Yeah. Right. So he's like, look at our van. We can hold our PA system. We can hold our, you know, guitar. We can, we have our little beds, you know, right in the van. And we drive and we just go from wherever, from D.C. to Virginia to Philadelphia and so he's showing me this, and we walk out into the street, and a car, we hear a car screeching, like, you know, like, you know how they turn the gas on real quick, and it screeches, yeah. you know, and it's screeching, and then it hits Ian, hits, Whoa. tries to kill him, tries to kill him, and he jumps kind of, he flips over the car, and, and wow. he's like, he's like, the only person who saw that was this little kid, and he's talking about me. And I did see it. <laughs> it was a brown car, and the car tried to run him over. And he tried to run me over. I just happened to not be in the vicinity. And I was like, he walked around the driver's side, and I walked around the, the side not of the driver. 
And it was on the driver's side that the car was on. It was on the right-hand side of the street. The club was on the right-hand side of the street. So he's coming out of the driver's seat. I'm coming out of the passenger seat. The car tries to hit him when he's walking around. And I see the whole thing. The, and then the police come, and then they, you know, they try to whatever, get the guy. And then the uh, ambulance comes. It takes Ian away. Okay? Ian comes back, <laughs> plays the show. Okay? And then... Wow. The thing was that this um, other band called Seeds of Terror, um, Seeds of Terror were a kind of infamous band from New Jersey. They were like a skate punk band. Right. And they didn't know that Ian got in a car accident and everything. And so wow. back in those days, Ian was straight edge, right? Yeah. That okay, was both so, of mine, right? So, right. So he was drinking a coffee, right? Because he was getting ready to go on stage after he got hit by a car. You know, he's trying to, you know, the guy from Seeds of Terror comes up and I say, hey, what's up with all this straight edge? You know, you say yeah. straight edge and you're drinking a coffee, right? So Ian gets on the mic and says, look, don't give me a hard time. I just got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> and he shows his head. He shows his head. He's got cuts on his head, man. Wow. wow. You know, they used to shave his head. You know, they, they shaved their head as far as the style, but he had cuts on his head that you could see because he had a shaved head. Right. You know, bandages. <laughs> That's and, uh, The dude from Seeds of Terror was was um, the the bass player. And the bass player of Seeds of Terror was um, named Tall because he was tall. And he had a little brother named Small. And they called them small and tall. So that's how you knew who you're talking about. They're talking, oh, tall went up to, you know, yeah, yeah. Ian was like, yo, it's going to be a hard time. But um, yeah, that was the first gig for Flag of Democracy. And it was like about, I, think, I mean, that, uh, do, Ezekiel, do you think that that driver was deliberately looking to hit Ian because he was a punk? Absolutely. 100%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In a neighborhood. We were in a neighborhood that was intense. Camden, New Jersey. Camden has a reputation. Yeah, Cam Camden, New And right next door was the Rough Riders, or the Wheels of Soul, excuse me. The Wheels of Soul. Now, let me tell you, the Wheels of Soul came into the concert, and they loved it. They were thrashing, and there was literally about... It was a big show, man. The shows back yeah. in the early 80s were big. Yeah. There was like 500 people there. And they came in and they thrashed and they they hugged and they loved it. They were they I think they were a little drunk, you know, but they loved it. That's, you know? that's amazing, man. That's a great story. It's a so, wild what, so where does where does McRad come in with this after Flag of Democracy? Okay, so McRad comes in. That was 1981. 1982, 1983, McRad kind of started. 1982, 1983, yes. And um, in 1983, we, um, we were a band, me, Chuck, Trees, Ethan, Jarvis, and Tristan Renier. And um, we uh, played the reggae and the punk, and we got a call from HR, actually. And he asked us if he, we wanted to go on tour with him. Wow. Okay. And yeah, and he was because he was doing his band Human Rights. Human Rights, was, right? Right. It was 1983, and Bad Brains had broken up. Yeah. So, so um, of, of course we said yes. You know, you're our you're our hero. <laughs> you know, and um, we uh, 
did the tour and the tour was like a, a little East Coast tour, you know, like um, I think it was Maryland, Maryland to uh, DC from, no, from I, I, I know he played, um, I know he played CBGB's on, I think on that trip. Were you, were you there for that? It was, yeah, it was New York to Maryland, you know, like it was yeah. like uh, Maryland was the last show and New York's was the first show and, and Philadelphia was in between. Right, wow. right. The show in New York, the CBs, though, right? Um, you know, my it was so long ago, I can't remember where the show was in New York. But the I reason remember, I remember that is I think there's some live HR stuff out there from CBs that year. So you know, as, it's quite as human rights. So I think it's quite possible. Yeah. My, my mind even blanks out where we played in Philadelphia the first night. We played twice in Philadelphia and we played twice in Boston. I mean, not in Boston, in D.C. And in D.C. Yeah. we played at the Wilson Center. And I remember that specifically, but the other places, I mean, literally it was like yeah. 35, 35 years ago. Yeah, 36 yeah. years ago. Now, there's, a, there's so, a CD of HRs I have of the human rights stuff. It's some of its studio, some of its live, and I'm pretty sure the live stuff is CBGB's. Oh yeah, they it could be. 84, 85. It could, it, well, this was 83, I believe. 83, 84, maybe 84. Yeah, yeah I think like it was 80, that. it could have been 84 too. But yeah. um, the, 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 the thing is, is that it was so unbelievable seeing, mm -hmm. what I remember so clearly was it was not only bass, drums, and guitar now. HR had a band. There was two guitar players. He had David Byers yes. and David. Um, uh, he had another David. It was David David Michael, I believe. But two guitar players. He had a bass player, drummer, a keyboard player. He had girl singers and horns. He had, he had a full he had a full band. Yeah, it's a band. Yeah. That's a band, man. Yeah, yeah, he had the like the you know, he had the Whaler special, you know, he had a full band. <laughs> <laughs> and he was dancing around that stage. He was flying around that stage. He wasn't dancing. I mean, everybody remembers that he can do a flip, but I mean he was he was trying to prove that he can do it by himself, you know what I'm saying? With a solo band. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he was he was putting every effort and even even my singer, who was being at that time, McRad was doing well, and people really liked this kid Tristan, who was singing in our in the band. You know, as he was a good reggae singer, he was from Holland. He really had the flow. But when even him was like watching HR, was like we all had our mouths dropped. We couldn't believe it because, <laughs> because HR would be flying around the stage, and we weren't yeah. sure if he was touching the floor too much. You know, it was just. It was just awe-inspiring. It, it, um, it was. I remember seeing him, uh, i got to tell you quick, like mm -hmm. a few years after that, probably about 1990, okay, yes. um, in Connecticut, in Woodbury. All right. They used to put on a show every summer there. There'd be reggae bands every summer. And he. this was right after, I think, the Charge album came out. Great record. Around yeah. that time. One of my all-time favorites. And, you know, he put on such a great show. Everybody, I remember people just, like you say, mouths open, just looking yeah. like, oh, my God, he's, you know. And this was when he really, you know, the bad brains were pretty much done at that point. You know, he would go back later. But at that point, it seemed like the bad brains were done. Yes. And uh, he was just doing this, you know, 
solid, hardcore reggae. I mean, it was like, you know, he was singing great and and he just looked strong and, and all that. And, and, and people were like, well, you know, he's not doing bad brain stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's not the bad brains. It, it, it's not the bad brains. You're not here to see the bad brains. You're here to see That's right. HR, you know? So those those early shows with HR were really something, and I, that's amazing. You, you you know you were part of that. How long was that tour? That that quick tour with the uh, the Northeast? It was um, I believe it was a weekend. I mean I believe it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday no, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> okay, so it was a show every <laughs> night in a different place. Show much. every night in a different place. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yes, and Sunday. We did a matinee on Sunday. Wow, you know what's amazing? Like DC had some nice venues back in the days. I don't know oh, yeah. how many nice venues, but DC was a place that if you want to, you could can see the show in New York City. You go down to DC and catch it. Well, the yeah. the, the bad brains were banned in DC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that great DC church. was the place to be for sure. And the yeah. bad brains were banned in DC. Apparently, that's why they moved to New York. In fact, when um when I joined the Human Rights Band in uh when in 2015 i guess 16 it was 15 or 16 the recent re i would you know hr was living in the same building as me and um wow. so i would ask him all those stories about you know about all the you know there were so many rumors that would go around you know and yeah. not just rumors but there was like just um stories just great stories you know some were true some weren't you know so during this period for like three or four years i would you know i would ask him about what was what and uh it was it, it was uh let, let me just say that um he's always very honest you know and uh wow. nice to hear his side of the side of things you know yeah i believe that um he told me one time that you know he loves reggae music and um ross michael was like a fatherly figure or priest figure to him. Big, big athlete, influence, right. Wow. Yeah, big influence. And a baptism, ba he baptized HR to be a Rasta priest. Wow. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Some things that, you know, that's just stuff that HR, he's not going to talk about. That's stuff that he has to just live, you know. Yeah. But um, he, uh, he, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, better, better, better yet. He just, he, he just, you know, he, he's very honest about everything. He's very realistic about everything. Um, and he also is very, uh, he's very grateful for the whole scene. He was, he was looking for something as a youth, you know, he was, his father and his mother, they were stable, you know, his father, I believe was in the army and his mother was, his mother's a Jamaican woman, I believe. And his yes. father was from England or vice versa. But, um, yeah. They they were you know a stable stably living and they were sending he was going to be a doctor or something but he was searching right. for the wow. truth he was searching for enlightenment you know so he started to um, before he got into punk rock he was he was um, spending time with the Black Panthers in California oh and he told me when they started to use when they started to want to focus on the guns and stuff you know be armed that's when he decided well I'm going to try something else. He was wow. really into the philosophy and the movement, but he wasn't into the violence. And you know, he's always been that way. On the new record, he has a song called "Throw Away Your Guns." You know, right? He have Great song. Yeah. So his he was searching for enlightenment. He went to live with he he left school to be a doctor, and he went out left college 
went out to California and he was hanging out with Stokely Michael and all them, Stokely Carmichael and them and the people in the Black Panthers, the actual. And then in 76, yeah. he came back to uh, the East Coast, you know, kind of a little disillusioned with the violence, you know, and um, that's when the bad brain started, 77. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it was a mix of punk rock and, and they, they would see, they would see, um, they would see Bob Marley and that's realize the way. Right. And that's how the story goes. Right. And they realized that's what they had to do. They were well, the punk rock inspired them. And then yeah. they saw Bob Marley and they realized, well, now we have spirituality, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Hey, and Mike, I'm just realizing your friend here is a person that I talked to before. Right. I met you before. Me, Rob? You might have. Yes. You might have. Didn't I meet you outside of A7 Club? You probably. I, I'm all over the place. But I go out to 7B. I'm always at the Hoshu Bar. Right. Well, I think we talked before. You don't remember me? Um, you know what? I might have been stoned or lucked out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I go on like one of these journeys and I just talk to everybody. <laughs> I, 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 I think so, because the day I saw you by the park and we were talking, yes. right? I was hanging out in the park and he yes. was across the street. And yes. I went over and I told him about our conversation. And before I even told him who you were, he said, oh, that's his, that's the guy from HR, right? And I, right. So you know, you know, somewhere in this conversation. Yeah, you, you know what it is? I drink a lot and, and I talk to people all the time and then I'm like, I'm bad yeah, with no problem. And, he, and he lives in the neighborhood, so, you know. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's it's all good, man. Um, I think- I also uh, bartend in International. I don't know if you ever drink or ever been to the International. I bartend in the International and the courtyard. Where's that? On Sixth Street and First Avenue, it's a bar. Okay, I'll make sure to come by. Yeah, <laughs> when Anytime. it gets normal, because <laughs> now it's very abnormal. Which what was that? Uh, no, it's it's not normal now because you know we still don't got indoor drinking. Oh yes, right, right, right. Yeah, this. Code. But there's a there's a backyard we can go back. Yeah, there you can go in the backyard. Everybody in the backyard will. I'll take care of you. I'm there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let me know if you want to come down. I also yeah, have some yeah. uh, beautiful magical pills because I'm uh, I got my medical marijuana card. So these are great. Ten, ten milligrams. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I love. I'm a. I'm an advocate of the the decriminalization of marijuana. Same yeah, here, I also here. got these other pills, which are wonderful pills. And you take these and you go on, and if you can't sleep, you take one of those at night. It's beautiful. Okay, good to know. Oh, 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 I actually, I'm going to be in New York in September. Okay. I will stop by and check you guys. Definitely got to look this up. By. Yeah, man. But so, so, so where are we at in this conversation of punk well, rock? Well, I was going to ask you, and I think you kind of started saying, you, you, you joined HR's band in 2015, or was it before that? Um, I never played with HR. Actually, never really. I, I met him when we were on tour with him in 1983 or, you know, that time. Right. But I never um, reconnected with him, really, because he uh, he got kind of like um, he got famous, first of all. And every time I went to a show, there were so many people there I couldn't get through. Yeah. You know, I just had to you know stay in the back. You know, there's so many people thrashing. There was no way to even get through. You know? Wow. Right. So, <laughs> so, but in uh, 2015, I believe, um, he moved to Philadelphia just oh. by happenstance. 
Right. And um, he uh, moved to Philadelphia uh, because his wife had a job here, you know. And um, of course, he was looking for the Rastas in Philadelphia. And he didn't find me first, actually. Um, long story short, kind of, he found this, um, this reggae band that I was playing in. Um, an excellent band. Um, if you ever come to Philadelphia and see them, the name of the band is called I and I Orchestra. And okay. I was playing guitar in that band. And, and HR was also like doing like a little singing. And we were yeah. all glad that he was in the band, you know. Right. Um, and that was that. And then, um, and then you know, times, times move on. And I was just doing my own thing. Um, I kind of stepped out of the band for a little while. And um, he had contacted me and he wanted to really focus now. He didn't want to just sing a few songs Wow. In, you know, on the, you know, on the side, he wanted to really, you know, um, put a band together and uh, play his songs, you know, all his songs. He wanted to learn, like, you know, we learned 40 of his songs, just to give you an idea. We play yeah. like, wow. we can play like a good two hour set list. We play sure. his new tunes. We play human rights tunes off the... Um, off of the new record, obviously, and we play off of Singing in the Heart. We play off of um, Charge. We play just about every song on Charge. That's a great record. Yeah, you and, do almost every song, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's what happened. He kind of like, um, when I was just free, not doing anything, he called me up and said he wanted to focus and he uh, wanted to do a record. And um, we eventually did get a record contract with Hardline Records. and. Um, from from his word from his mouth to my ears i think we have a four record contract but we finished one of the records so we're supposed to do a couple more three more and That's hopefully great. we get them. but um this record right here give thanks i love it we went back to the, he wanted to go back to the old school you know he didn't want any electronic instruments and right. i couldn't it's, agree with her. no I, you know, I, I i agree it is it is a very old school sounding record i was listening to it recently um very simply, you know, simple but effective, and, Bass, and very, drums, very spiritual. Yes, it was always better. Yeah, right. we 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 wanted to do it that way: bass, drums, guitar, and lead guitar and um, vocals, and just give it to the people clear. He wants to get a horn section, you know, okay. eventually, and he wants for some of the songs uh, and some maybe some Fender Rhodes keyboards or some, uh, you know, that. Um, the Wurlitzer or the B Hammond B3, you know, stuff like that, but no, no digital sounding, you know, frilly stuff, you know, and Very, uh, yeah, just, keep, just keep it simple. And it, it you know, I got to tell you the, the, the movie finding Joseph I about HR. Okay. Yeah. Um, I forget who said it. I think it's, I think it's the, uh, what was his name? Uh, Joseph Israel, right? The second, yes, yes, the second, the second singer, second singer to the Bad Brains, right? He says in that something very profound. I found it profound. He 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 yes. said that HR is a shaman, yes, a, a, a shaman, and yeah, I believe I believe he is. I, I because I've seen yeah. him so many times live. He become he he channels something when he's performing. Yeah. And I'll be honest yeah. with you, man. I feel it off you too. Okay, uh, watching you, watching you play guitar. There's moments in the shows 
it's not every song, but there's moments in the shows where you're in that tone. And I know you're channeling something too. Well, you know? I give thanks. So playing with him was like playing with my priest or my teacher, you know? I never yeah. really was interested in even playing with so many bands because I felt like the most high spirit. So I didn't want to folly around with like joke stuff, you know? Yeah. So when he asked me, I couldn't say no. And then when we got together, it was like, it was like a, uh, it was like a priest and disciple, you know, ship. Yeah. Priest, disciple. And first disciple. I was his first disciple, you know? It's like me, <laughs> him. And like, I admit I was a disciple. He saw the priest in me, you know? And that's how yeah. I could be a disciple to him. I knew he was a priest. Because people, people, um, when he was, um, like, people are kind of, people can be short-sighted sometimes. You know, they want, they wanted everything to, to be maybe like it was or how they they heard it was and that's not how it is people continue to grow so yeah you got here you know in 2015 and we did the band he wasn't doing flips and stuff like that no he doesn't was, do that no that's you know and and people kind of like acted like you know well he's not doing that you know he's not like he was you know well, he's and 16 years old how's he gonna do that? <laughs> right right Come on, but, be real. Hey, I used right. to do flips when I was five years old. Now I weigh like 300 pounds. There's no flipping. <laughs> but wow. I said, I said, I said, wait. I said, please wait, wait. Give him some time because yeah. you will see, you will see what it is that a, sh a shaman does. And what yeah. a shaman does is not about the folly. It's about the spirit. And yes. the spirit that he brought to our band, because this band that um, we put together was like a kind of a band that we kind of, we played together. Some of the musicians played together. I put together musicians for them that had played together before, you know? So, but they didn't play together much, but once HR was in the band, we played together once a week. Like, you know, he was like the spirit that kept it together. As soon right. as he, you know, when he comes back, we come together. But when he's not here, we don't play together. You understand? Yes. Right. Right. So, yes, so he's almost the, like the glue. He puts everybody together. He's the glue. He's the glue. He's the and glue. And he's so unselfish. You know, he's like, he's the star. It's obvious. But he was always trying to get me to put out anything that I wanted to do. You know, he was like, you know, sing a song, you know, let me hear your song. You know, he's not a person who wants the spotlight. But that's the truth. You know? Yes, that's all part of the truth. That's all part of the truth, right? My, it's the same. I was about to say with Isaiah. You know, he's not. He wants to see other artists do well. He he had that fight to to bust through, you know, out of the box. And same with HR. And you know, he wants to see young people, you know, go through that and be able to do that because it's hard to bust through. You know, it's hard to to find your liberation. And when a a shaman or a priest finds his liberation, he wants to share it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gotta say too, Ezekiel, you know, you're very you're very blessed because you've been in your life around two two great artists, if not more, but two your father and HR. Okay. And that's gotta be And don't forget his mother. His and your mother's mother an artist too. Mother's yes, too. I know that. I know that. But to have these two guys be 
mentors, even more than that, okay? Spiritual, all right? I mean, I, I envy you in a way, you know? I mean, I, I think that's that's something that is uh, not everybody can attain that, you know? I appreciate that, that you say that. In fact, my father, I trusted. He was my father, my mother also. So they showed me what to look for. And when I saw HR as a young kid, I saw he was the truth. Wow. And, you know, so they gave me the foundation to see what is the truth. Because it's so easy when we're innocent to be lied to. Right. It's so easy to, for someone to pull the wool over our eyes when we're innocent. Because when we're innocent, we want to believe. You know, so I'm so glad that the people that I picked when I was young still stayed firm as I am now an elder man. Wow. That's a great foundation to be built on. Yeah. It, it really is. So, now, in the music, you, I can't think of many, too, either. Right. I agree. Um, give thanks. The latest HR record. Okay. Yes. Came out last year, 2019. And... Yes. I'm thinking you might want to do a song from it. I know you mentioned it. You got your acoustic? You know, I'm down to do a song, except it's really hard to communicate in this situation. I, I'd have to put the the phone like over here, I guess. I can take put your the time, phone man. Down. No, we, we've What'd done this before. Take your time. Yeah, take my time. Okay, yeah. Let me yeah, put the phone yeah. in a place where you can see me. And yeah, yeah I'll play definitely. a song for sure. Oh, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely. Let's see if we can uh, set this up. Come on. Yeah. I think I definitely ran into him. Um, it might have been a show or something, and it was um, A7. And I run around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. And um, he remembers. But, but the problem is, I was probably drinking at 7. Yeah. Hey, what's up, buddy? It's yeah, like, you were like, I talked up. to people. We had a conversation. We were conversating but, about my good friend. Um, we were conversating about the, the band, the Cro-Mags, actually. Oh, when okay. we were, oh my God. Yeah. We, we, uh, Paris. We, 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 we might have talked about Paris because we've had him on our show. But uh, John Joseph and um, John Joseph is somebody who I see all the time. Yeah, well, he yeah. lives in the neighborhood. I, yeah. saw, I, I saw him like two weeks ago on First Avenue. He's around. Yeah, that, that's my homie. And he's probably oh, okay. He's propagating the good thing about vegetarianism. Yes, he is. I, 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 I have I have his his autobiography and I have his cookbook too. Uh, yeah, a little music, a little live music. I love it when this happened. Okay. So I'm gonna play a song that we used to warm up with. Okay. Yeah, come on. I recently I'm a skateboarder, right? And I recently yep. broke my wrist. Oh, ooh. I broke my wrist, but I started to do gigs, you know. <laughs> you know, actually, the, the, the week that I broke my wrist, I had a gig with HR, and I also had a gig opening up for Suicidal Tendencies and um, wow. Tim Armstrong. I was opening up for Tim Armstrong, you know, uh, Tim Armstrong? Yes, yeah. Rancid, Rancid. I was opening up yeah, for Rancid, yeah. Rancid, and I was doing an acoustic, right? And I had broken my wrist the, like two days earlier. And uh, I still did the show, 
and uh, I was able to hold my wrist in a certain way to still do it. But now I'm in a similar situation. I just, uh, this, on the same arm, I hurt my, um, my shoulder by just reaching too far. I hyperextended it. So, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, I was playing the guitar the other day, and I was like, Lord have mercy. I can't even reach my arm over my guitar. And it, oh, it, man. Uh, it was like, yeah, it kind of like broke my heart. But uh, I still can do it. Good. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it sounds good. So this song is um this song is called uh this song is called Hard Man for Dread. And so this is Hard one man, Hard Man for Dread. Hard Man for Dread. All right, let's go. Hard Man for Dread. Rastafari. Sun shall not smite I by day, nor the moon by night. Your rod and your staff, they comfort I all the days of my life. Let the right, right strike, let the faithful search I out, but never let the oil of the wicked annoy my head. No, no, never let the oil sanctify one dread. Never let the oil of the wicked annoy my head. Forgive us of our trespassings. We forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us from evil, oh God, hear I when I call. I praise the Lord, who shall I fear? I fear your Lord, and I praise him with my tears. That's right. The sun shall not smite I by day, nor the moon by night. Your rod and your staff, they comfort I all the days of my life. Let the right strike, let the faithful search I out, but never let the oil of the wicked anoint my head. No, never let the oil sanctify one dread. Never let the oil of the wicked anoint my head. Hard man for dread, a very hard man for dread. Hard man for dread, hard man for dread. Forgive us of our trespassings. We forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us from evil. Oh God, hear I when I call. Here I, here I when I call, here I, here I when I call, I praise Jalo, who shall I fear? 
I feel jello and I praise them with my tears. Yeah. Sun, sun, and the moon, the moon, the moon. The sun, the sun, the sun. Yeah. I'll do another one because I'm starting, you know, it takes a little while to warm up, you know? Okay. Oh, all right, man. Yeah. To, get my, to get my arm loose. And um, I'm a Philadelphia native and I respect this city. And um, this song is called The City of Philadelphia. Ooh, okay. That's right. 
The city of Philadelphia is no synagogue of Satan. The city of Philadelphia, you got the keys to David. The city of Philadelphia, no synagogue of Satan. The city of Philadelphia, they gave you the keys and you got your crown. When Jah opens the doors, no one shuts them down. They gave you the keys, you open the door, you got your crown. Yeah, yeah. When Jah opens the doors, no one can shut you down. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. Oh, Woo! Oh, shit. Thank you, Ezekiel. That was great. That was fantastic, man. And I wasn't even looking for a live performance, but after that, that's amazing. <laughs> respect, respect. Hey, respect. Let me just ask you that my battery needs to charge in the middle. Were you still able to see me, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. able to see it all the way through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, okay, it was fine. what's blocking the camera? No, it was all good. No, it was all good. That's what's back. We can see you 100%. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I got into the spirit a little bit there. But then the no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were feeling it. You were feeling it. <laughs> All right. So that's good. That's good. What what's uh what's upcoming now? I mean, I know you can't with the pandemic, it's hard to book shows. But uh HR had done some stuff, little things on Instagram. Are you guys gonna do anything streaming? Anything coming up to play, or, or are you gonna wait it out? We did a um, we we did a uh, a live stream. Me and him, acoustic. Yes. Did you see that? I did on Instagram. I did see that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, see that it. was a nice one. And then um, he just called me yesterday, and he said uh, that what he wants to do is um, when the pandemic is chill, he wants to um, rehearse and do shows. Ooh, as as soon as he can get out there, right? Yeah, he's like, he really, he wants to obey the the reality of what we're dealing with. Well, we all yeah, have and, to do that. Yeah, we all have to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. We all have to do that. So, but he's yeah. he's calling me on a regular basis and he's telling me that, you know, music That's good. Is, is it, you know, music yeah. is the key. He's ready to do it. Yeah. So praise the Lord. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay. Ezekiel yes. Zagar, thank you for coming on our show. We yeah, man. It. And um, I'm going to give you a quick call as soon as we're done here. Okay, so hang tight after the, after the show. Okay. But uh, I'd like to thank you again. I mean, you, the information you gave was, was fantastic. You have a blessed life, man. And, you know, I'm just, I'll be seeing you at shows. And yes, sir. I hope, you know, I, just, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you. Yes, thank man. You both. Thank you very much, man. Respect and love always, man. Respect and love. Sedway, thank you. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, talk to you soon. Okay, All blessings. Right. Thank Have you. Have a good experience. <laughs>
Respect. Respect. Respect.